0: You're listening to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast. I'm Gandalf. I'm Matt. And I'm Nathan Van Horn. The Bible is the most read book ever, but to some, it is merely fiction. Join our conversations as we connect the dots to reveal that the story of the Bible is not only true, it's better than fiction. To learn more about our show or to contact us directly, visit our website at Better Than Fiction And listener, you're uh, joining us for another roundtable episode number 149 to be precise re- recording uh, to us recording live from the keith ritchie memorial stream deck at first baptist church in tupelo mississippi and uh yeah we're all the whole crew's here and guess what i hope you're not sleepy because we're talk we're talking about the dreamer again so the, the
1: <laughs> yeah the, that last episode was never in the works it was kind of Spur of the moment, Matt had an idea and, you know, it, it became something.
0: That, that, that describes a lot of our best episodes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> a, I
1: thought you were going to say that, that describes a lot of the podcast in general, hit or miss. Um, you know, it's funny, we, like it's, it's always because we didn't have a lot of forethought in that one. We just kind of started connecting dots, spitballing in real time, right before we recorded. It's the things you didn't think to say mm-hmm. that you think about right after you record and, I can't remember, oh, we said something about holidays or something, and I said, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And I was like, oh, man, the whole dream episode, I picked the wrong Christmas song, Silent Night, Sleep in Heavenly Peace. Uh, And then that got Matt going theological uh, about God. He said, how about that? He said, usually when you hear about the Christmas story, you think about none of Israel— Thinking to take note of the birth of their Messiah, and he's like, "But how much is that like God, to reveal the greatest part of His redemptive plan while people are sleeping?" Sleep. Matt said, "Maybe there's some things God's doing that you can't see when you're awake." So I thought that was, mm-hmm. I thought that was really neat. Um, so this week we are going to dare we move forward in yeah. the text? Yeah,
0: we'll not see. not in the not in chapters, just in the in the yeah, text. We're going to try to
1: round <laughs> out this chapter. I'm 85% sure this is our last episode in Genesis 28.
0: I, I, I'm just done saying that because I, there's been like four or five times where we've said that. And then we went on for another three episodes.
1: <laughs> well, on the words of Journey, don't stop believing.
0: Do you ever have that feeling where you, you had an argument or you had some kind of monumental discussion with somebody? And then you go and like later that evening, you're in the shower and then you start thinking about everything you should have said. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so brilliant coming to you or like you're laying down to sleep. That's, that's basically us. Every time the podcast ends, it's like, ah, oh, should have said, this. should have said that. But thankfully we're the producers of our own show. So, well, you we, are, well, I am, <laughs> 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 we're all contributors to our own show, so we can say whatever we want. There's so there's one producer, guess what? There's another 28 uh, Genesis chapter 28 episode. So what, what, uh, before we go any farther, what are the references? What's, what are we reading? Today? Genesis chapter 28 verses 18 through the end of the chapter. All right. Uh, Dr. Van Horn, why don't you jump right in for us?
1: All right. So this is Genesis twenty-eight eighteen through 22, as always from the English Standard Version. So early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Lutz at the first. Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will give a tenth to you. That is a loaded passage. (laughs) Huge. So much imagery. Um, Matt, I want to kick off this with a question um, because there's so much to talk about. With okay, so why does he pour olive oil on a stone? There's that question mm-hmm. that has to be addressed at some point. You know, that's that that's the that's a gun hanging above a fireplace because yeah, that feels a little awkward without some explanation. But before that, why does Jacob condition all of this? I'm going to make this a holy place if God will be with me. And if God will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I may come to my father's house again in peace. Why is that important to these verses?
2: Well, even before that, just looking in verse 18 to say one more word about where we were last week. The most important thing that you're going to do when you're awake
1: is to acknowledge what God has done while you were asleep is it um is it Adrian Rogers who said never doubt in the darkness what God has shown you in the light? Mm. That's I've heard him say that. I don't know if that was original to him or not. Um but it, it Never is. doubt what never doubt when you're awaking what God has revealed when you were sleeping. Yeah. Right.
0: Adrian Rogers, Nathan Van Horn. <laughs>
2: Michael Scott.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well played.
2: Um but that that this is a uh significant moment where Also, when we see Jacob here, it's hard for us to untether ourselves to the rest of the Bible that knows God
1: as the God of Jacob. Like, Mm. this... A little different when you're living in a real time.
2: That's right. Well, and,
1: and, you know, this is something we've talked about. He's not... He's becoming the God of Jacob. You know, he hasn't, he's not this, this is not a moniker that Jacob inherits, you know. This is our Um,
2: first indication that God has spoken to Jacob.
1: That's it. And it's right as he's leaving, but you know, you you said in the last episode, he's kind of a fugitive. He's kind of on the run because he cheated his brother and he's taking steps out of the land that he's supposed to inherit. If you're reading the story, it looks like he's leaving his inheritance behind. His country, his kinfolk and his father's house. Right. Very Abrahamic. But as God spoke to him, we didn't emphasize
2: it, but in the last bit, when God speaks to him and he said, listen, uh, I'm, I'm going to be with you wherever you go, and I'm going to be with you and keep you wherever you go
1: to bring you back to this land. And, and I, I, what I love about that is it captures two things simultaneously. This is a special place. In other words, this is a place where you put down a marker, right? I'm going to set up a stone and I'm going to pour olive oil on it. Cause that's something that people do. Um, it's a special place, but it's a special place precisely because it highlights a God who is with us on a journey. Hmm. Like it's static and in motion at the same time. I mean, does that make sense what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, in other words, I'm setting this up because I intend to come back here. Like this is the kind of a pilgrimagey concept. Um, it's, the,
0: it's the tree. It's the tree Abraham planted.
1: That's, that's, that's it. Uh, only it's a stone with olive oil on it. But it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's it would very. It'll in Scotland later. Yeah. That will later be under the throne. Um, but it's that same it's the same principle. This is marking, this is going to and by the way, this this is something you will see a lot of in the Old Testament. The journeying God. Um, and uh what I love about that is again, we, we say it so often, and I don't think we can say it too often. Reading Genesis while you're living the Exodus. What is this language of if God will keep me in this way that I go, if God will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, when's the first time in the Bible that food becomes an issue? Eden, mm-hmm. right? That's right. And it keeps coming up in key scenes. Like I have a whole sermon series on this that I want to preach one day. It keeps coming up God's faithfulness. Again, the first commandment to to, to man and woman, be fruitful. Now he could have said it as have babies. He says it as be <laughs> fruitful. Yeah, yeah. The first thing they're tempted with is fruit. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, we think apple because of Jerome's translation in the Vulgate and the Hebrew Bible, It's just fruit Um, that word play is intentional. Is the God who has eternal plans for you going to provide ephemeral temporary provisions for you? That's what's going on here. A place to remember who God is and what God has done forever in light of God providing day by day in between now and then. I think that's so interesting because of the Exodus generation. Right after God brings them out of slavery, they're on the other side of the Red Sea. They sing a hymn of praise. And then what's their question? What are we going to eat? eat? Mm -hmm. In Deuteronomy, when it's reflecting on everything Israel got wrong in the wilderness, um, he says, God taught your ancestors that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes. By the way, Jesus Uh, quotes this in his temptation from the devil himself. When the devil tries to tempt him, Turn these what? Stones, stones, stones oh, into Stones into bread. What's the other thing God does for Israel in the wilderness? Hey, what's a sign? How can you guys not realize I was with you? What didn't wear out that you've had for 40 years? Your clothes. Your clothing. That, man, this is forward, forward, forward pointing. Um, man, there's just so much of that in this passage. So Gandalf,
2: thinking about it being an ancient, world, when you hear and will give me bread to eat, clothing to wear, and that I may come to my father's house in peace. How big is that request to an ancient man in an ancient world on the run? It's everything. It's, it's a big one, right? Yeah. So what's interesting is that it's a, it's a vogue thing to push back against prosperity gospel in evangelical circles that we exist in, that, you know, God, God does not exist for your prosperity, that the gospel mission is, is something very different. And so I come to passages like this though, and I'm not arguing for prosperity gospel, but this is a massive request. I mean, this is, this is everything.
1: I heard a story uh, last week. And I would say part of that is because he's asking for provision within the context of a promise that God has given. Does that make sense? It's not him coming up and just coming up with a wish list. This is, this is, God has just said to him, I will be with you. And Jacob's kind of like walking through, well, God, you being with me will have to involve these things that I would otherwise not have. Yeah.
2: It's a demonstration. He believes the promises. That's it. So I heard this story last week. It's, and by the way, there's a movie coming out this week, Napoleon, and uh, don't know if it'll be good or bad because it comes out tomorrow when we're recording this. But Napoleon Bonaparte, in one of his conquests of a specific island, that there was one of his generals that led the expedition and conquered the island and so pleased his emperor that in just a moment, the emperor said, and how can the emperor show proper appreciation to you as the general for this great victory. And the general without hesitation said, um, you would make me supreme Lord of this Island that I may rule it for my own. And as soon as he said it, everybody around him
1: was like, Whoa. Yeah, why? I haven't I haven't seen this part of the trailer, and my eyes perked up when you yeah. said. I was like, "Bold <laughs> move, Holmes."
2: Yeah, yeah, this is not on the trailer, but oh, yeah, this to. is
1: just a story I heard. Matt has a pirated copy of. No, <laughs> no, no, it's a story I heard. Oh, Okay, you will
2: make me supreme lord of the island, and all the other generals perk up and are like, "Cannot bold move." This is so presumptuous. And Emperor Napoleon said, "It will be so." And later, when asked about it, he said. I was honored by the
1: magnanimity of the request. Nice. Because to it, ask it for such a big thing. His request assumed something about my yeah. character and my ability to give it. Grant it, yeah. That's it. That's Only neat. a
0: powerful emperor can grant land. That's it.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and seeing what I'm saying. Still I not a here, prosperity gospel guy, but I'm tracking with you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, but seeing
2: what we're talking about here is this is that he is responding to God's promises by proclaiming that I'm going to stake my life on it. Like, this is, this is my play. I'm running it. And if I'm brought back to this
1: place, you will be my God. Yeah, it's, again, without God delivering on these practicalities, which are a big ask, but without God, deliver- he perishes in the wilderness,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which, by the way, like that brings me back to something I want to talk about with this. Uh, why is he pouring olive oil on this stone? Oh.
0: <laughs> the- yeah. Okay. So I recognize the pouring of oil on top of something as an anointing, right? Okay. But that's later, I assume, in reference to to reference to this. Have we seen anointing before this point?
1: I, I can't think of seeing it before this. I can certainly think about seeing after oh, this. Oh, there's a whole lot of after. Yeah. Mm. But I, I think of one very important part after. It's it's in Leviticus, and it's when they've constructed the tabernacle. Which, what does tabernacle do? It's a mobile temple. Okay. Mm. It, it celebrates the God who is with them on a journey, uh-huh. preserving their clothes, providing their food as they are in pursuit of his promises. That was alliteration off the top of my head. I did not have that. Straight changed. off the dome. Um, I'm thinking like a preacher. <laughs> I, I've, I've been joking uh, with uh, Gandalf uh, he, since he got engaged. He's thinking more and more like a baby boomer, and here I am alliterating off the top of my head. So we're all, <laughs> we're all old men here. Um, hey, this is,
2: the first, this is the first use of oil in the whole Bible. Well, how about that? the whole idea of it being set
1: apart. The, uh, and again, I, I know we talked about this uh, because this captures, you know, I talked about this in the last episode. There's always uh, the experience of God and the objectification of God. We think of building ten- temples and monuments and things like that, but we, what, what do they think about When they build the Jerusalem temple, what's something God doesn't state? In fact, God states exactly the opposite about it. But because God dwells there, they assume it. They assume if this is God's house, it cannot be... It's not going to be destroyed. ...inviolable, even though God tells them otherwise. What do they assume? You see this in 1 Samuel 4. Uh, In fact... God will later use what happens in first Samuel four as a warning for what could and will happen with the temple when he's speaking through Jeremiah and Jeremiah seven. Using for,
2: Hophni and Phinehas. Using yeah. The Ark of the
1: Co- hey, this God is in this box, right? <laughs> if we take the box into battle, we automatically hmm. win. God's like, that's not how it works. it's the, it's not that there's not something special about the box. It's not that there's not something special about the temple, but that does not, it cannot be used to trap like ghostbusters trap uh you know yeah. that they put out. it cannot be used to trap a god who is mobile why do i think this is so important fast forward to the ministry of jesus we talked about this from john 1 john 1 jesus references this scene right when he's talking to nathaniel you will see angels ascending and descending not on jacob on who the son of man son of man himself who and just as importantly, what
2: is Jesus? He's the gate, the door, the He's the temple.
1: What is like, a temple? Yeah you, yeah, you have it in you have it's it in John, it. you have it in John 114. The word became mm-hmm. flesh and Iskinison dwelt tabernacled among us. Jesus is God in human flesh on the move. Where is Jesus' uh, rejection? most pronounced at the temple. Mm-hmm. Like the synoptic gospels build to it. The early, the early uh, John puts it on the map in John chapter two, right? Destroy this temple mm-hmm. in three days. Uh, I mean, destroy this temple and in three days I will rebuild it. Right. That, that, that confused everybody. Herod, Herod by that time had been re-renovating the temple for about 46 years, according to Josephus. Mm-hmm long time. How can this guy rebuild in three days? And then it says, it wasn't until after his resurrection that they understood he was referring to what? The temple of his his body. body. How in the world, I say all that and bring it back to this for this reason. In this passage, you have a marker that's never supposed to move, highlighting a God who provides while we are on the move. How in the world can you reconcile those two things moving forward in the Bible? There's one way. Jesus. Does that, I mean does that make sense? Um anyway, I think it's interesting. I may I may be in conspiracy theorist mode. I never know by the looks <laughs> I like get. No.
0: No man, that's Okay, that's but that is point. so that that leaves me with a question still. What's the significance of the pouring of oil. I understand they do it later because that's part of their custom. But then this but Jacob's doing it presumably for the first time. What's the significance? Why pour the oil? Well, what does it mean when you see it in the future? It means an
2: anointing, yeah. it's an acknowledgment that it's the the presence of God's spirit doing something. Okay. Yeah, it, right. God's spirit resting on a place,
1: resting on a man. Yeah, um, it's it's one of those questions: Who gets anointed? Yeah, uh, what gets anointed? Um, the yeah, this is this is people or places that God is uniquely involved with. Um, I we were before we recorded, I, I was even going to the beginning of the book of Judges. Um, Judges starts on a weird note because it talks about all these parts of the land that had not been conquered, like representatively, north, south, and central uh, Palestine had been conquered you know, uh mm-hmm. by the end of uh Joshua twelve, thirteen through twenty-one, they start dividing up the land. But there were specific places in the land that had not been not every so jo- the 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 holistic conquest of Joshua is representative, not exhaustive. You get into Judges and it highlights here's some places that they still had to mop up. And it's really interesting if you flip to Judges chapter one, uh after Joshua the people of Israel inquired after the Lord, who shall go up uh, first for us against the Canaanites? And God appoints Judah, the tribe of Judah. Why Judah? What's going to come out of Judah? The kings. Yeah, the Davidic line. Fast forward in chapter one, you you read about um, uh, the failures of Benjamin at this, uh, verse 21. At the same time, the Benjaminites did not drive out the Jebusites who were living in Jerusalem. Who's going to finally establish the capital in Jerusalem, by the way? Is this just mentioned haphazardly? No. We're paving the way for... King David. King David. Uh, The Jebusites had lived among the Benjaminites in Jerusalem to this day. Right after that, the house of Joseph also attacked Bethel, and the Lord was with them. Man, where... Oh, by the way, let's let's make it emphatically clear so no one can miss the echo. They sent spies to Bethel. This town was formerly named Lutz. Where do you have the combination of Lutz, Bethel, and I will be with you? You have it all the way back in a promise is made right, right in, Genesis in Genesis twenty eight. And Israel has done a whole lot of moving between then and there, and God has done a whole lot of staying the same. That's 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 what I want to capture, I guess. You know one of the things I was saying, sorry. You know one of the things is that
2: uh as a pastor, one of the conversations that you navigate in church is the question of tithing like isn't that like tithing giving ten percent like legalistic what, isn't that legalistic isn't that isn't that the law wasn't that to be given to the temple and the temple no longer exists is like where where is this? Well, this is actually the second time yeah. this is mentioned. The first time was with Melchizedek, Melchizedek Genesis 14, Genesis fourteen, and this is the second time. And thinking of it this in this way is that the tithe of showing honor to God by giving him a tenth is something that preceded the, the law. law. And That's this the is... The coolest thing, yeah. Therefore, if it preceded the law, um, it, it's something that stands... Alone apart from it. And so.
1: Wh- and, and, and again, the, the two contexts are interesting. Like in Genesis 14, God has just delivered Abraham from this mm-hmm. coalition of kings. That's right. And if God had not delivered him, Abraham would not have 10%. He would have no Zero. percent. That's right. Dead yeah. men have no plunder. <laughs> right. Um, in this one, Jacob hasn't laid hold of everything yet. In fact, as you said, he's kind of leaving what he does have behind. Right. And yet in faith that God is going to be good on his word, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going God put me down for 10%. God put me down.
2: Yeah. So so what's interesting, there's things that like for instance, growing up as a child, that it's like, well, why do why do we do that? Well, it's what it's what my dad did. The it's, meat, what my, it's the
1: meatloaf story.
2: Yeah. It's yeah, the, the grandma had a smaller pan. Yeah. That's right. It's I do this because my dad did this, because his dad did this, because his dad did this this or my mom did this, and if understanding that we're all children of Abraham um, especially as it's understood by the old the New Testament, is that if you want to ask like, what does it look like possession wise for the Father of your faith to acknowledge with his possessions that God is his God, well, they gave God a tenth, and that was not. To keep in practice with the law, this was the setting a precedent even before the
1: law that this is what it looks like for God to be your God. Well and this is that uh, this is that Jewish thing where for many Jews yeah. the laws enshrined the values and practices that were exercised by faith, not by compulsion through the patriarchs right Absolutely so
0: interesting stuff and listen, there's something that I would ask you to do in faith, not in compulsion would be to subscribe to the better than fiction i was thinking violent. you
1: were about to hit people up for 10 percent
0: <laughs> that's later 10% of free that's yeah. when we start our patreon God.
1: we start monetizing Does this podcast mean you're gonna start paying me that thing you do Great film.
0: chick-fil-a if you're listening we're still open to that sponsorship we, we keep asking for it and my cup run empty but
1: I, I interrupted your bullying comment about liking and subscribing i'm sorry
0: yes <laughs> if we know the podcast for one thing is <laughs> that i bully you listener let's do it out of faith and the next week we won't have to do it out of compulsion like and subscribe (laughs) to the Better Than Fiction Bible Podcast that way you will receive not a tenth but an entire half hour of discussion of the great narrative every Tuesday morning and you won't have to search for it on your own and uh, if you're feeling a little bit bold after that maybe even go to our website betterthanfictionbiblepodcast.com leave us a message we love getting those and I will actually check to make sure we're actually getting them this time (laughs) I'll not make that mistake again but Uh, You guys have a great week. We'll be back next Tuesday.
2: See you next time.
0: Shalom.